0: Hey, brada, hear me now, brada, dog, know me, understand.
1: Welcome to the Sargassum Podcast. My name is Robbie Bigpin
2: I'm
3: Francesca Elmer. And I am Mar Fernandez, and we are your hosts for today. We're going to share with you the latest ideas and solutions about Sargassum, which has become an
2: international challenge. So, Robbie, you had quite an interesting week this week. Do you want to tell us a bit about what you did?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, I did. I, I'm part of the Phase 3 Astrogenica COVID-19 vaccine trials, and I got my first injection on Tuesday. And I'm pretty excited about that and all. They, you know, we've all, I feel like we've all been there, you know, in this place we've been at and wanting to do something. So when I found out I could participate in this, I did, and, you know, I think it's better to be the vaccine data than it is to be a COVID statistic. And if I can take a vaccine, an experimental vaccine in order to protect other people's families, then, then everybody should be able to wear a mask. And uh, yeah, it was kind of an odd thing turning from someone who collects data to actually becoming the data. And so that's what I've done this week. And all that being said, um, we got a really nice guest coming here today, uh, Dr. Alicia Collado. And I myself am particularly excited to be meeting her. I've got a little project in Quintana Roo, Mexico. Um, We're creating some uh, biology education materials down there. And uh, Dr. Alicia is from Florida International University. And we have a graduate student working with us from Florida International University named uh, Miss Catherine Guinevar. And so I've heard a lot of really cool things about Dr. Legion. so I'm, I'm excited to be meeting you for the first time. And I believe Francis is gonna give you a little bit more introduction than that.
2: Yes, so today's guest is, as Robert just said, Ligia Colades-Vides. She's a professor and the an Associate Chair at the Department of Biolo- Bi- Biological Sciences at Florida International University. Um, She's a marine botanist. So she's focusing on macroalgae or some call it seaweeds. And she's also one of the initiators and organizers of Sargnet, a platform to connect people working with sargassum. Thank you, Ligia, for being here today. Thank you for the invitation and
4: really it's an honor to be here with all of you and uh, I really am thankful and grateful for the work that you are doing that is really needed for the whole
1: community. Excellent. I, I wonder if we could start this off by maybe you sharing a little bit with us about, tell us what sargassum is.
4: Well, being a marine botanist, I'm going to be providing, you know, from the perspective of psychology, somebody that is working with algae. So it's a brown algae. Uh, Algae are a non-monophyletic, polyphyletic means that they have different origins, evolutionary speaking, and brown algae are a very particular group that can be closer related to other algae such, you know, closer within the lineage of heterocontophyta, within the lineage of Dinophyta uh, and diatoms. But that is the unicellular group, multicellular group, brown algae and sargassum itself, is a genus that can be related more with the kelps and the chyota, other species that we know because they can be forming forests just as the kelp in, in the temperate zones. And we have a specific for sargassum, more than 351 species. So that I really need to be sure that everybody understands more than 351 recognized by taxonomists, species of sargassum. Only two of them are pelagic. What does it mean pelagic? That means that they are going to complete their life cycle floating. And those two are sargassum fluitans and sargassum natans. So there is a long debate about if there are really two species, sargassum natans and fluitans, if they really complete their life cycle floating. Usually, uh, brown algae have a very interesting life cycle and they have to have a benthic stage. So, there is a lot of working hypothesis if there is some way that these floating species are completing their life cycle somehow. But nobody so far has found reproductive structures. So, it's just fragmentation.
3: Interesting. So, you've studied a lot of different. Um algal blooms, and so why is this sargassum different uh, from all these other blooms? What does it make sargassum special?
4: Well, those are one of the biggest questions that we have each time that we have an algal bloom. So why Caulerpa taxifolia that created such and still has a lot of problems in the Mediterranean, isn't it? That, That is one of the what's called the killer algae. And You can have together Caulerpa toxifolia living with Caulerpa mexicana prolifera, the same genus, different species, mm-hmm. same place, one of them are going to bloom and one of them is going to become in a blooming algae. So, What are the characteristics? What are the genetic characteristics of a species that can bloom? We still don't know, but it might be a series of events, isn't it? Some of them may be introduced and nobody's going to be eating them. Some of them are going to have this ability of fragmentation. Some of them are going to be the ones that can stand that amount of nitrogen or whatever might be triggering the bloom.
3: So it's very
4: complex, sorry. sorry.
3: The one that is landing now on the beaches is sargassum flutans and sargassum natans or is it also a mixture of different species? Well, that is
4: a very important question, Mark, because For example, now that we have so many storms uh, in the Caribbean, we are monitoring the beaches and in some areas you are getting benthic sargassum because Mm -hmm. the storm is so strong that is detaching those species that are benthic. So when we are doing the monitoring, we have to be very careful. So the ones that are pelagic is only and only natans and fluidens with the different morphotypes. Within the species, there are different morphotypes. That's why they look more like three different things than just two different things. So in fact, you have fluidens three, morphotype three, natans morphotype one, and natans morphotype eight. Still in debate. Even there is a recent paper saying that many sarcasm species come to just one There is still a debate going on. We need to be better in terms of molecular analysis and maybe use the whole genotype to to make the differences.
2: Yes. Um, Ligia, the two of us, we have met at different conferences already. And I remember one of them in May 2019 when we were in Punta Cana with the am amlc scientific conference and you together with a few colleagues invited me to this little side meeting about sarcasm, and it was about 10 of us in a room and a few more people um virtually um, joining us through a computer screen and that was one of the first meetings of sargnet which was is now a pretty big organization that connects all kinds of people working with sargassum and this hasn't been very long that it became this big and can you tell us a little bit about how it started and how it became this big
4: well, I uh, thank you, Fran. Uh, and it's been always a pleasure to see you around in the meetings and because it's only by sharing ideas that we come to something bigger, isn't it, or something that is needed. So you are right, we were in 2019 or 2018, at this moment, life is changing, but maybe in May 2018, I guess. Um, I, I need to double check that. But the idea is that we were in these meetings. So this problem started really in 2011. And each one has been trying to solve their own problems locally. However, each time that we went to different meetings, even the Cayman uh, with the GCF5 meeting in two, five, maybe 13, something like that, they were having the first meetings addressing sarcasm and then but nothing came to really each meeting that we went again and again, it was just like a little person talking about sarcasm with a meeting that was something else, isn't it? So in that time, we were already a critical mass, if you will, Casey Locks for Brigitte Duttenberg, you, uh, the other people that were re-invited on the internet because it was already an international problem and we were facing and we are facing a very complex problem so the first thing that we were chatting is that we scientists need to need to have some way of communicate because there is a lot of duplication and a lot of misunderstanding in other kind of you know if you live in timbuktu i don't know how to say something and you try to work about sarcasm, if you don't have any idea, it's very important for us to share because maybe that person has the expertise that we need. So it was a collective conversation and we said we have some goals and some of the goals were achieved, like creating Sarknet. So Sarknet, we came back to Lowell Iparak because it's a very important part of of this. Lowell Iparak is my graduate student, he's not mine, I don't like That idea of my student, Louis is a graduate student that I advise. And he has been a key person in terms of maintaining the SARC net. So something uh, we really want to keep this going. Now we have more than 378 members, and it's growing by the day. Every single day we get one or another. And I would like to have the members really, really understand that this is their own discussion forum, discussion forum, so that they, we, if I would love is to people feel the ownership, and that has been in different moments, different institutions have approached us to see if we could Sarnet as part of their efforts. and the major effort that I am trying is to keep that as completely independent. Sarnet has to be independent, so it's not going to be responding to any agenda. And I think that's the beauty of universities. And so where we want to be, at, I would really would like to have Sarnet to be
3: moving
4: forward as a community. And I'm happy to say that it's already resulting in some collaborations. I'm happy to say that some people are already using it, to, you know, to, to announce their events. And I would be also happy to learn from you what do you think Sargnet could be doing even more.
2: Thank you, Ligia. Um, I think Sargnet is really cool. And without it, we probably wouldn't have gotten this podcast together because first of all, none of us would have known half the people working in Sargassum and how, how, the, how, the, how diverse all of it is. And it would have been. It would also be really hard to find people to interview if we didn't have Sargnet, um, where we get to know people through emails. Um, what could Sargnet do better? I mean, it's a collective thing, so it's not something you have to do or Lowell, but maybe we have to share more, like all of us. That's my my take on it. I don't know if Robbie or Mar want to add something to it. I would just add that uh, effectively
3: Sargassum, the podcast wouldn't exist if, uh, if it wouldn't be for Sargnet. So it's a great uh, network um, tool, specifically for people that maybe haven't been working on Sargassum for the last 10 years and just come new to the topic. And then it's an easy platform to move on and, and access um, this contact. So I think it's great, um, amazing project.
1: Yeah, oh, go Robbie. No, no, no please, can, please continue.
4: So something that I, I think is that this is such a complex um, problem that we are facing and the exercise of how to address complex problems is something that we need to do at a very rap- rapid pace because we're facing complex problems more and more and more at all levels of our society. And I think that something makes me happy is to see that you are building up this podcast and that you are bringing this to another level of communication discussions and and bringing ideas together to a completely different level. And as far as we can as community work together at the different levels, but keep the togetherness. I think that is going to be very important. So, and also to help each other on how to expand how far your podcast can be reached you know, so each one of us could help through Sartnet, every member of Sartnet could help, you know, spread the idea of your, not the idea, but spread the, your podcasts to whatever we think. And I don't know what might be the result because you said something and then it started growing, but eventually we need to recap, isn't it? we need to regroup and well, what are going to be the lessons that you're going to be learning from the podcast might be very important that you eventually come and share them with the whole community uh, and see how we can get to the next step. And um, you know, universities, private sector, um, you know, governmental sector, international organizations, all of them, if we can reach all of them with your podcasts, I think we can do an impact. And at the same time, you know, I I guess there is people in in StartNet that are already doing amazing work. Like uh, Hazel Oxenford, like Bridget Thusenbrook. And I really want to say and thank both of them because we have been together and, shouldn't say this, but (laughs) drinking together, talking together and say, well, we need to do something. So SARNet exists also thanks to them. And of course, I will always, always
1: thank Lowell. Excellent. We we know SARNet sounds like a way of communication and all. And uh, I think if I got the understand it correctly, it's really more a a way to communicate among stakeholders that all have the... uh, English or the language of biology, more or less, in common, and all. But the Greater Caribbean Basin is multicultural and it's a it has a diverse linguistic system throughout the entire region. Um, do you have any ideas about how to communicate among this linguistically diverse set of stakeholders in the region? That's an excellent
4: question, Robbie. Um, maybe- challenging one uh, and I think that is one of the biggest challenges in the Caribbean and I think we have learned, at least Fran and myself, in being part of the Association of Marine Labs of the Caribbean, how important it is to have translation and I think that is something that is still missing in Sarknet. However, just through Sarknet itself, we have found. Uh, people that are really willing to participate in different languages. For example, um, the EPI collect one of these community science projects to, to monitor, we got help from different people to translate into French and Spanish. So we're conscious about that. And that is something that we also need to mention in Sargnet for those that are already bilingual, bilingual, try to send their messages in different languages. Of course, we live in a, in a world, in a planet that speaks so many languages and English is, is the international in our era as was French in other times, isn't it? And that helps to have at least language. But I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't send messages because maybe a restriction in the language. And I think that you are saying, I will invite people from different languages to also communicate in own language, and uh, I don't know that I, I will think about that, Robbie. I think that is a very important question, and see if we can create like a team of people that will be willing to translate some of the very important messages or, or the different type of communications.
3: So this Thank actually links very well with um, with the, my question that is. Um, what are your future plans and how do you envision Sagnet in five years from now? Is this maybe something for Sagnet 2.0 to in- include all these other languages? And I don't know. So what, what do you think? What is the future bringing in this sense?
4: You know, you're, you guys are making me think in, in this. I have been busy in, in making it work and, and thank to OL well and see how we can you know, incorporate more people. And you know, for, I, I think the language is going to be very important, but also I, I would like to invite more people. So we are talking about complex problems and com- complex problems cannot be solved by single people or something like that. So maybe uh, we can think about different little teams that are going to have some access to certain to motivate some parts of the community to work either towards translation or towards making some kind of reviews. We are so behind in terms and at the same time, there are some groups that are super ahead in terms of, for example, managerial strategies. Isn't it? How can you cope with whatever is coming to the beach? And the latest report by, again, Sermes and Hazel and Brigitte and, and the team about giving and providing some guidelines. But that is like somebody put it that way and that's it, isn't it? But maybe we can create like little teams that are going to be somehow gathering that information and bringing it back to certain community from time to time in, and from different languages. Because we have now, we are in the moment of growing. So new people that just arrived are not getting the information from before, isn't it? So from time to time, I send emails saying, if you have a project, please do it again, send it again. And uh, so maybe inviting and creating, and and for that I might be requesting your help in terms of the experience you will have with uh, your podcasts. What could be those topics in which SarkNet could be much more proactive than just kind of a passive way and waiting for somebody to, to share things. Or to be a little bit more proactive in terms of inviting people to think, inviting people to, to get more uh, information. So I don't see Sarknet becoming a website. I don't see Sarknet becoming a hub to organize everything because that requires an institution and a lot of resources behind. But I do see Sarnet helping all of those websites, efforts, et cetera, and maybe creating a little group that is going to be you know, refreshing the information for the group, mm-hmm.
2: for, for the platform. Very cool. Um, does anybody else have other more questions for Ligia? All right. Um, I don't either. Thank you Ligia so much for taking Thank you the so, time so much. Well, I really want to so thank much. you. And thank you because the effort that you are
4: doing is unique is amazing and uh, you're taking this to a very needed step of communication. Thank you for all your efforts.
3: Thanks for your
2: time, Lydia. Thank you.
1: I think we learned a lot today. I, I certainly did. Um, Dr. Ligia had a lot of very interesting things to talk about and I had no idea there were, you know, different uh, phenotypes of the, of the uh, sargass. And I thought it was just one plant that had this really unique life history and and so that was really cool for me. How about you guys?
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed talking to Ligia because she has so much knowledge about the biology of the algae and also a lot of different algae. Um, and together with her, but also Hazel and Brigitta, who I know personally, you know, they turned around their whole life and the sarcasm came around. Instead of studying what they studied before, a lot of different things they actually did study started to to focus on the sargassum and also realized that what they are doing is just one piece of puzzle in all of it and they're putting those puzzle pieces together and connecting everybody will make their own work so much more powerful. Yeah I think it was fascinating how she has so much in-depth
3: knowledge of the specific species and morphotypes and at the same time she understands what the implications of these sargassum blooms have for the wider Caribbean area, et cetera. So she has this both, you know, very specific and very broad knowledge about sargassum, which I found uh, fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it, this 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 overall is, I think it gave us a, uh, a big picture view of something we, in a way we didn't really uh, see before.
2: Yes, and it also showed us that yeah, there is 250 other species of sargassum. So when we talk about our sargassum, we're actually only talking about two different ones. These are quite different from the rest, so a quite extraordinary part of sargassum, which we sometimes, I think I at least sometimes forget that this is, this is not the only sargassum out there. That's true,
3: and so hi. What do you think, guys, about uh, the future of Sargnet? Because she said that she didn't want it to become a web page. Do you know why? I was thinking afterwards why actually why not make it a web page and make it a
2: a platform. There is a web page. There's the Sarg- Sargasm Hub, which is um, done. And I think the difference is that if you have an email list that people can communicate with each other. So it's different from a web page or a newsletter. It is a way of that to just give a tool for people to connect easily to each other. Mm. And we have that in the coral reef, um, community, the coral list. I think there's like five thousand or eight thousand people there, and almost every day you get an email with a few topics that people talked about, and sometimes there's like twenty messages back and forth on discussing a reef that has just been found that is really high up or something. so that's something you cannot really do on a on a web page, like this informal chit chat yeah. between people. Yeah,
3: one could maybe do it in some kind of uh, blog, but definitely not a, a regular webpage. I was just wondering because of course when you get, when you're new into Sarnet and this mailing list, you don't know what has happened before that she also mentioned, right? That she asked people to kind of resend some important emails so that when people, new people join, uh, that they see that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope like Sargassum Hub is still very new and maybe, I guess some hub can take on that part of the archive of what has Mm -hmm. happened minus the informal conversations.
1: Well, great. And so we had a good time today and we learned some stuff and, uh, you know, and, and that's a good thing. It's always good when we are able to share ideas with each other. Thank you for tuning in today and learning with us from our guest about Sargassum.
2: If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider supporting us financially by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $1 per month, you can support us and take part in an exclusive monthly Zoom happy hour for Patreons, where you can network with our podcast guests and other Sargassum enthusiasts. This podcast
3: was produced by Marcel van der Kamp and your hosts today were Robby Tingen, Francisca Elmer, and Mar Fernandez. We'll be back next week with another exciting guest.
2: Do you want to find out more about what our guest talked about today? Check our show notes for links to the documents and website. The music in this podcast is from the song Demmer Prey by Drizzle Road Rammer, an artist from Roatan. You can listen to the full song at the end of this episode. If you enjoy his music, then please follow him on Spotify and YouTube, where you can find more of his music. But for now, here is DemiPrayed by Drizzle Road Drama.
0: This see we get nothing that's why waiting my free and always front and star not a damn no one see we get nothing that's waiting Pre. nah, yeah, my free not a them my free They dey my free dey my free me no gain progress not a damn my free They dey my free me green success not a them my free They dey my free free me no gain progress not a damn my they ma pre me to reap success bear So me tell them ya Rappi says no man, you no take that Only if it come from jail, I'll accept that Not for them, I put my trust in and give me set back Yo, still let that Will pull up that? Tell some wicked Bad mind, we no fear them Anytime them cheat and chat, we no hear them Me dash a few hearts, so body queer them Me dash a few hearts, so tell them where them Now for them, I pre They ma pre me yeah. In progress, Not for them I'm free they my free, me reap success So me tell them, yeah Yes, me know me have a lot of fake friends But me never woulda taught me woulda how fake family So me tell them straight, me no trust them Me no trust you and me no trust him Fake friends but mine in a real life Star nah, me no rate that, star me no rate that uh, Me real uh, family me woulda Boss a million shot in a real life re, 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 Now for them i like free my a gain progress, not for them my pray. a success, not for them a no gain progress, not for them my pray. a success, so me tell ya. Oh. Screaming out loud they woulda tell them they go look alike But they ma hate and grudge and creep on mine They ma move like Judas They ma move like Judas Plus, everybody have a life to live So when i going to give one rascal Why try judge me Like them chit chat, so what them want to say Cause none of them out there, not of them a free They yeah. ma free, me no gain progress None of them a free they ma free me to reap success, not for they They ma free me no gain progress, nobody for they my free. They ma free me to reap success